Ksuvas per Gimel, Mishnah Zion 3.7, and now the Mishnah considers um, the actual call them, calculations of the payments regarding Boshas and Pagam, how that works. So the Mishnah says, Ezu Boshas, what is the Boshas payment, the payment for the, her humiliation? That's Hakolafihamavayesh That all depends on exactly who this guy is and who this girl was is. Um, and then, of course, depending on their relative social standings, there could be a lot more or a lot less humiliation, depending, you know, on who who they are. So the point is that the bezin has to somehow come up with a reasonable dollar amount to how much a person would be willing to pay to avoid that humiliation. So it's something like this: that let's say, for example, um, hypothetically, the girl was total. That's everyone. No, this is a secret that no one knows about that the event happened, um, and even the girl herself somehow, like, uh, you know magically forgot about it, whatever, or she was, who knows, she, 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 no one knows, it's a secret. How much would the father be willing to pay to say, to keep this thing a total secret, as opposed to let the, you know, the word get out, uh, it doesn't change the fact of the event happening, the event is the event, but the question is the word getting out, um, in terms of the humiliation that it should have happened to them, how much would he be willing to pay? And that number is, I guess, variable depending on who his daughter is and who the who the perpetrator is, um, but based on those considerations, that's how much the the Boshas payment is that the both the onus and the mafat have to pay. As for pagam, so pagam literally means like her the depreciation, depreciation, the damage that took to her person. So normally pagam is something that we calculated like on a, on let's say on a slave market, if you will, hypothetical slave market even um, for other injuries. In other words, if I if I slap somebody. So then I might have to pay for their tsar and their boshas, their pain and their humiliation, um, but there's no pagam, there's no permanent devaluation of him as a human being because if you, let's say, sell this person as a slave on the slave market, the fact that he'd been slapped doesn't change his sale price. People are hiring him to, you know, do heavy labor, to pick cotton or whatever the story is, and the purchaser has doesn't, who cares that he got slapped? It makes no difference. Um, so in contrast, if I chopped the guy's arm off or poked out his eye or something. So then obviously he becomes a less desirable slave and the pagam is the depreciation and how much he could fetch as an, like an object, if you will, on the slave market. That being the case, um, the question that's sort of implicit here is, well, if I was buying a woman as a slave to do housework or something, what would I care if she had previously been, you know, seduced or raped? Like what it would, make, it would make no difference to me. Um, so the Gemara answers, well, that's not the situation. The situation is that this woman is being like purchased, hypothetically, if she would have been purchased um, to be a wife. Like, for example, the hypothetically, someone has a slave that he likes very much. He wants to give him like a, you know, he likes him, so he wants to buy him a wife. Um, and obviously the slave might have some preference to getting a wife who had been through this or hadn't been through this, and therefore the, the slave owner would be prepared to pay some kind of premium, something extra, to get a woman who hadn't been through that um, the event of the rape, etc., if she had. So the difference in how much the, the, the purchaser of this hypothetical slave girl would be between before and after she went through this trauma, with Pitui, so then that's that's the payment of the that we're talking about here in terms of the pagam, her depreciation as a as a, so to speak, as an object. Um, so that's what it says here. Pagam. How do you calculate pagam? You consider her as if she were a slave being sold at like a slave auction. 
Kama haisa yafa, yafa, how much was she worth before? Vakama hi yafa, and how much is she worth now? And the difference, based on what I said before, will be the, the, the payment, the additional payments of Pagam, in addition to um, the payment of the Boshas, the Kanas, and if applicable, the Tsar. Now, in addition, you have a Kanas, and the Kanas, Shavl Bukhul Adam, says the Mishnah, the Kanas is something that's like a violation, you violated this person's, like, humanity, um, and that, by virtue of her being at Selim Elohim, um, is, is a, we don't, we're not going to, everyone's equal in the eyes of God, and therefore, we're not going to put a, we're not going to do an adjusting amount, uh, depending on who she is or where she was. The Mishnah says, "Kol kitzvah min Torah." Whenever the Torah sets a fixed amount for such a kanas, so then shavu l'chol adam, it applies equally to everybody. And um, I believe now this is just me um, theorizing. There are very few cases in the Torah of a kanas, um, and all of them, I believe, have this same kind of situation where. We're talking about an affront to a person's humanity. Every person is a human and equally human and selling Lakim in Hashem's eyes. Um, so we want to we want to sort of put a penalty on certain things um, for sort of like costing someone their humanity or killing them figuratively or, or, or you know sometimes literally. But to to sort of put a dollar amount on that that would be adjustable would be a terrible depreciation of the basic humanity of the person. So therefore, we're saying. There's no way, to, it's, every person is invaluable, and really there's no number that would be appropriate. But we have to set some number, and therefore the number is set sort of arbitrarily by the Torah, I don't call it totally arbitrarily, but it's fixed by the Torah, um, and the fact that it's fixed and doesn't adjust depending on who the person is, bespeaks the fact that every person is equal and invaluable. Um, so you have the other examples, just to illustrate, um, you have a scenario where a person's Shor Hamud, his like, um, out-of-control ox, which is known to be dangerous, goes and kills a slave. So, on the one hand, you've caused the slave owner like a monetary loss. Um, on the other hand, like it's a human being who's been killed here. So, it would be you know terrible for the Torah to put a dollar amount on that. So, it doesn't. It says, okay, there's a kanast, a fixed amount to be paid, but we're not valuing the person as a object per se. Some, but on the other hand, we have to give some kind of compensation to the owner who's lost a financial asset. In, uh, you know, as much as he has, you know, this was a slave, which is which is a worker for him. So, the Torah says a fixed amount, recognizing that. There's a tell on the has been lost here. Similarly, um, you have the case of the Moti Shemra, a man who lies about his wife having not been um, a virgin and after they marry, and he's lying. So again, that humiliates her to the nth degree, of course, and like that costs her her humanity in a great degree. The Tazal equate humiliation with with uh, like dying, and therefore we're not going to put a dollar amount on her, but she, there's a fixed amount, 100 shekel kanas, it's actually the biggest kanas in the Torah. Um, you also have the cases of the of the erech, if a person like commits to give, quote-unquote, his erech, I'll call it his value, for lack of a better term, to the base of Mikdash. So again, the Torah is not going to value persons, a person is a person. And therefore, there's a fixed schedule that the Torah gives uh, for people, but it's not really talking about their value per se, it's just a schedule, again, recognizing that human beings are sort of infinitely valuable, so if we have to have some number, but the number is not really corresponding to something Material. It's recognizing this is a person and personhood. Um, you can't put a real value on. So the other examples of um, kanasos are here with the onus and mafata. And once again, you've stolen something from the humanity of this girl. We can't really equate it. We can't really, you know, c- uh, you know, compute that loss. The Torah says a fixed amount. The fixed amount being fifty shekel. Um, again, you recall fifty shekel being two hundred zuz. Loosely speaking, is the kind of amount of money a person could would live on, on the, for a whole year, something like that, in the Mishnahic time. So that's the idea. That that's the kind of value we're talking about over here.
Uh, one last thing, which is you'll note that the Mishnah does not talk about Tsar, the, the payment uh, for for pain, um, which is applicable for the the onus in the case of the rape. So um, the basic idea, it's a, the reason why is presumably because it's discussed in Bavakama and this is like that, but the basic idea is, um, again, you have to disentangle all the nightmarish emotional, psychological issues um, which are being addressed in other areas, like, for example, the boshes and so on, but just the actual pure pain. How much would a person be prepared to um, not go through the pain or his daughter go through that kind of pain? Just the pain element. So something like this. You would say, you know, a person has a daughter, 12 years old, she needs to go through some kind of like gynecological procedure with a the doctor. There's no, so, you know, I'm saying that to sort of disentangle from all the other complexities, the emotional issues and the outrage and so on. It's just a fact that it has to get done. She needs something done to her. And the amount of pain it will be to have this procedure is, you know, the exact same as it would be in the case of the onus situation. So the doctor says, listen, I can pay, uh, we can do um, uh epidural and she'll feel nothing or we'll not do an epidural and it's going to hurt her when I do this. So the question is how much would the father be prepared to pay um, for the epidural or how much would she be willing to pay if it's her um, to like not have the pain of that procedure, that medical procedure done to her. Obviously he'd pay more than 10 cents, but he wouldn't pay $10 million. So whatever the number is, that would be a reasonable amount, but we could guess he would pay to, to not have the pain given that the procedure is happening. That would be the Tsar payment.